Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're talking about Mad Heidi, the latest release by Raven Banner Entertainment. It's the first Swissploitation flick. That's right, I said Swissploitation. And it's an insane, over-the-top, blood-soaked take on the children's book series. And we're going to review it today on High on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, so uh, while I talk about the backstory here of Heidi, John, you know what the drill is. What, what, are, we, what are we smoking today, brother? What Smoke, do we got? Smoking some grease gun. Grease gun. Uh, don't have a whole lot of uh, information on it, but it's an Atlas Seeds hybrid strain by uh, crossing Gorilla Glue and Mythic OG. Oh. Uh, grease gun has the sticky green blocky buds of its parents with a savory blend of pine, earth, and sour terps. Nice. Effects are fairly balanced and expect THC around 20%. Let me check the bag here. Let's see what this one is. Oh, uh, this one is 23.7%. Jeez. And I rolled us up uh, two cones. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Now, now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I do not. I remember you texting me when you got Grease Gone, but I don't think that I've actually had this with you. I don't think... That's, no, 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 yeah, because I was in Washington when you texted me. You were like, hey, I got some new bud for the podcast called Grease Gun. Yeah. But I never actually got to try it, so I'm, I'm looking forward back to from this. from the mic when I responded to you. But, uh, yeah, and, um, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, as you saw, that was originally a half ounce, so I've kind of... You've been creeping... <laughs> I think there's, what, about an eighth? You've been chipping oh. it down for sure. Um, and, I mean, I still got another nug of uh, Fog Dog we had from a couple weeks ago. And then I still, got, I still, still got some around. of the shit what was i forget what the strain was last week i got from uh when maryland opened but i still got some I, of that yeah too. i can't remember that we'll have to run back last week's episode and find out and we also got some of those uh live resin carts and yeah. i got those pretty cheap because late uh the manager told me that somebody fucked up the prices and saw now they're like more at least double what i actually paid for them, yeah you so. said like they were like half price what we yeah. paid right now it's like double that's insane that's insane but um yeah, hopefully uh, Grease Gun is the is a good bud to get us through uh, talking about Mad Heidi because man, I'm excited to talk about this one. Um, so it turns out I didn't know this actually um, until I had uh, you know started doing some research before you know this episode. But Heidi is a German children's book about a five year old girl living in the Swiss Alps with her grandparents, and apparently it's a very popular book. And uh, yeah, and they made a bunch of movies, like like, like those Heidi movies from like the fifties and sixties, yeah, where yeah. were based out of those books. Yeah, there there were a total of seven books, and uh, only two were translated and published in English. And uh, there was also a live action TV show, which was mo- very much in the fashion of like Little House on the Prairie, and there was an anime as well. And uh, Mad Heidi, the crowdfunded movie, this movie is, it's insane to think that this movie is crowdfunded, um, takes that concept and makes Heidi a 24-year-old revenge-seeking badass, starring Alice Lucy as Heidi and Starship Troopers Casper Van Dien as President Mealy. Uh, also, there's I know you're not a big sports guy, but there is a big thing in sports... Uh, because of the pre-play and time slots of cable, I wish I could remember 
70s or 80s, I can't remember off the top of my head. Degrease guns got me fucked up, but uh, <laughs> uh, they call it the Heidi game. I think it was the Raiders. I probably should have looked this up, but it just popped in my head when we were talking about it. I want to say Raiders, Jets, something like that. Okay. Uh, they thought the game was over. Like, they didn't think the other team was going to come back. They cut away from it because they had the Heidi movie pre-planned. <laughs> and when they went to the Heidi movie... Uh, the Raiders actually came back and won the game and nobody saw it because oh, the TV shit. networks had switched over to the movie. Oh, wow. That, that's that's actually... So Heidi has a whole other reason yeah. to be in history. Heidi finds... Yeah, they call it, they call it now well. that game. It wasn't like a... It was just, I believe, a regular season game, but they call it the Heidi game. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, um, Alice Lucy, uh, who plays Heidi, she was ready for the role to be a combat type of role, ready for her first role to be a combat type of role, I'm sorry, because she's a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, and Casper Van Dien actually spoke with a dialect coach on how to get his accent right, and he intentionally made sure that he sounded a bit like Tommy Wiseau, so I know you appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, and uh, we just had the 20th anniversary of The Room coming up. I've been talking to people about work, at work about the movie, and I keep hearing, no, I've never heard of that movie. And I'm like, you gotta fucking see that movie, man. <laughs> He fucks a chick's belly button, basically. <laughs> I mean, what does it say that like you were hounding me to watch The Room and I was hounding you to watch a Serbian film that <laughs> we did? We, we have these movies that we make each other watch and they're horrible for different reasons. <laughs> they're totally horrible Although, for different reasons. One more thing on The Room. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, is The Room really a bad movie? Goes back to the whole Joe Bob thing. Okay. If you are entertained and you enjoy watching it, is it really a bad movie? And I said, good point. I mean, that is good, but there's, but my, 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 my thing with that is that, sure, it's an entertaining movie, so maybe it's not a terrible movie, but are you or are you not laughing at the movie for all the wrong reasons? Are you, is it, is it bad intentionally? And that's why it's funny, like Return of the Living Dead, or is it so like bad because it's trying to be serious that it's funny? It's bullshit. That's where you kind I did of, not hit her. That's I where did you not. <laughs> That's where that line kind of transcends between like a good movie and a bad. I get that it's not boring, but it's like, but how could you? It's like Sharknado. Can I really say Sharknado is a good movie even though I was entertained? I mean, just because I was entertained, it might not suck, but that doesn't make it a good movie. You know what I mean? But it doesn't break Joe Bob's cardinal sin. Agreed of being boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what anyway, this yeah. Shit, this shit fucking my lungs up. <clears throat> I was actually, yeah, I tried hard not to cough a second ago. Um, but, uh, Josh loves it when we call. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yes, yeah, so, uh, neither actor, uh, Alice or Casper, um, they, they neither one expected uh, Mad Heidi to turn out as well and as well shot and as beautifully shot as it did due to how schlocky the script was. I find that pretty funny. So they went in thinking this movie's probably going to look like a piece of crap because the script's very exploitation y, you know? I'm just going to touch on it briefly because I'll get into it when we're talking okay. about the film. I, too, was shocked. Uh, it was actually one of my notes, I think you probably saw, was how beautiful, like, especially that opening shot looks. Yes. Sometimes, I guess maybe this is an early criticism, sometimes I feel like it almost looks too clean for, and I grant it, there's no other Swiss exploitation films <laughs> to put it against, but it, it sometimes it feels like it's above that grindhouse feel, like it's... But, I mean, I guess that is the technology we have. I'll save that for when we talk about the movie. We, we can go more into depth on that. But. Okay. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, and I wanted to touch on your other point real quick. Okay. I was not surprised. 
really to find out she had a martial arts background because as opposed to like me watching Buffy, you could tell Sarah Michelle Gellar has no martial arts background. Like, right, right, right. Her kicks looked believable and stuff like that. Like it didn't look look, look fake or somebody that just learned how to do this. Mm, I agree. Um, definitely. Um, well, they underwent two and a half weeks of training. Well, Alice did anyway. Um, for the entire movie, and uh, the movie was the entire movie was filmed on location in Switzerland, uh, with the exception being that some sets were built in a warehouse, but still in Switzerland nonetheless. They were um, actually called uh, Mad Heidi uh, Studios. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is the first feature-length film by both directors Johannes Hartmann and Sandro Klopstein. Uh, Hartmann had done some short films, uh, and Sandro had no prior directorial efforts. All right, John, you're up. Uh, yeah, just to add on the stuff here before we get into the movie itself. Yeah, I want to see some more movies from these direct from, from, from this director. I want to agreed. I guess it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I want to see some more Swiss exploitation films. If the, and that I is agree. a hard word to say. By I the agree. way, I agree. But but we'll talk more later, like you yeah. said. But 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 the one thing I wanted to say to to kind of bounce back with what you were saying about. I feel that the movie does look super clean and fresh until the revenge starts. Because then, like, I think of That's the end fair. shot. At the end shot, the film's even grainy, almost looking like it's dissolving. So I feel like the movie kind of degrades in, like, uh, texture as it goes on. You know, I'm going to need to rewatch it for that. But I did notice that the beginning starts off super bright and fluffy, and then the ending is very gritty and grindhouse. So I'm like, maybe it kind of eases into that over time. I didn't catch that, but I think that's what happened. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mentioned about Heidi. Uh, the whole time I was watching that, I was like, I felt, I was like, is this supposed to be a play on that? And I was like, <laughs> damn. And then when I, I did the kind of same research you did here a little bit with that. And I was, I was surprised that they connected. I'm surprised there wasn't, without diving too deep into it, any kind of copyrights or anything they had, they had Agreed. to work around. Yeah. Some sort of like red tape. I agree. I thought that as well. But, uh, yeah. So I guess that's, uh, that's kind of it for the backstory there. We can kind of, Move along into the film itself. All right. Well, let's get into the movie here. As always, you know, we're bad with not talking about spoilers. So if some slip out, sorry. So yeah, <laughs> you, you've been warned, but I'll try to, I'll try to catch myself if I start getting ready to talk about spoilers. Anyway, Mad Heidi is a 2022 film and it's the first in a subgenre being dubbed Swiss ploitation, which Let's see. Let's see how that turns out. Is that going to be like Canadian horror where it doesn't really go anywhere? Are we going to get a bunch of Swiss films? Bring it on. I'm for it. Uh, Heidi set. <clears throat> excuse. Pause. <clears throat> start it from the top. All right. I'll start it all the way. So just uh, delete all that, Joshy Boo. Man, Heidi is a 2022 film that's the first in a subgenre being dubbed Swiss exploitation, which uh, I guess we'll see how that goes. It could be like Canadian horror that Joe Bob rags on. Talk <laughs> yeah. about how people say they love Canadian horror and there's like three good films. I think Joe Bob would love this movie. I do just too. Like. I feel like this would be a perfect uh, film for the last drive-in. Agreed. Uh, but it's set to make its North America premiere on July 21st. You can catch it on most of your favorite streaming services, or you can just go pick up the physical copy on Blu-ray, which I don't know if you caught the name of, uh, the like special edition 
Blu-ray. It's called the Extra Cheese Edition. Yes, and like uh, Raven Bear, Raven Banner's Psycho Gorman release, it comes with trading cards. That was, that's what made me want it. I was like, fucking trading cards again. Why, why are you doing this to me? And uh, the <laughs> film stars Alice Lucy, as you mentioned in her first role. Uh, this is a bit of a darker take on the classic tale of Heidi. <laughs> and uh, Heidi lives in the Swiss Alps with her grandfather... I could never say his name, Alfofi or something like that. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I'll go with that. But it's played by David Schofield. Uh, Switzerland is ran by a dictator named President Mali, who wants world domination through cheese. He wants to rid Switzerland of people who are lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honestly, this is going to sound super dark from the beginning. There's a lot of Holocaust overtones. Yes, yes, a lot of Hitler in there. A lot of a lot of outfits that look very Nazi-ish. They're taking them to a camp and making them eat cheese to see if they're lactose intolerant. <laughs> it's 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 pretty ridiculous. And uh, her boyfriend, uh, Alice's boyfriend, Alice, jeez, Heidi's boyfriend. <laughs> I was I'm just calling her by the actress name, uh, Alice. Heidi's boyfriend is uh is a dude that uh, I think we both like Goat Peter. Goat Peter, yes, because he sells illegal goat cheese. Like he's out there <laughs> on the black market, and that scene. <sighs> I mean, I'm I guess I'm ruining it, but when they go in and it's like a fucking scene from Scarface, and he cuts open the cheese, dude, yes. like it's like in blocks. Like, I was just gonna say, yeah, the goat cheese is is being dealt in like bricks, like wrapped in cellophane, and like you said, I legit cracked up how the dude used like a switchblade to cut it open, <laughs> yeah. and then takes a little ch- little lump out on his like it looked like cocaine on the knife, but then he's like eating it, he's like oh, it's creamy, and, like he's trying to like that shit killed me. That was great. Uh, he ends up getting killed uh, by government thugs for selling the cheese. And uh, this starts Heidi on her heroine's journey. And uh, also before the film, I gotta imagine it'll probably be in the uh, retail release. But uh, there was a narration talking about how the film was made with no no studio. Mm -hmm. It was just people and their love of cinema. And they were asking for no piracy. So I don't know if maybe that was just something for the screener. But I gotta imagine it. I, I, know, I, think I think maybe it'll be in retail release. Yeah, I think it's gonna be through retail release because I think that the message is true. I think that they're they're trying to put their message out there, but it's also true to like old grindhouse cinema to kind of put like a, some sort of warning before yeah. a movie. So I feel like it's like a double double. And it know, also uh, double entendre. Maybe spoilers later. The ending at the very end felt very grindhouse. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, with the opening scene uh, with the Swiss Alps in the back and like the protest, like, like, yeah, like, like we're talking. That was just so beautifully shot. I honestly was watching it and was in awe. I'm like, this is completely crowdfunded, yes. and this looks like major studio quality yeah like yeah, it, absolutely it amazed me this is one of if not one of the best independent i knew like, you were gonna say independent that. films for cinematography one like, of the best shot crowdfunded films i've ever seen if not the best like i'm thinking about and we're how, just watching the screener quality too right like, right and i'm yeah like the, the 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 production quality of the filming uh, just beautiful visuals like you said to me like I, the way that i took a note when i was watching it was it looked like a fairy tale on celluloid yeah like straight up like absolutely beautiful and there was no like enhancement i don't think it was just le- just legit daylight and on location in switzerland then it was just gorgeous yeah and uh we're, we're we're changing up the format a little bit we're just kind of 
from here on out just going to just talk about different parts of the movie instead of instead of holding your hand through the plot but uh i wanted to talk about go peter again yeah <laughs> uh because like 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 we said you know the cheese is treated like cocaine basically yeah. And he dresses like a pimp, but also is wearing later hosen. Like it's <laughs> right. amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, like he's like he's a like he's legit like a Swiss pimp, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. With but walking and so Yeah, like, but he walking around with that goat cheese. Yeah, walking around with slagging walking that goat around, cheese. But, but also with goats, walking with goats. Yeah. Like absolutely awesome. And he's just known by Goat Peter. Yeah, that's just his name Goat Peter. Yeah. Like um, nobody in the film ever refers to him as just Peter. It's Goat it's Peter. Goat Peter. <laughs> Um, I, but, and there's just so much I feel like just tongue-in-cheek humor in this movie, dude. Uh, okay, I just want to say that the, the movie's tagline is the, it says uh, it's the most cheesiest movie you'll ever see. <laughs> and uh, I didn't I, think I didn't mean to take it literally either. I, I correct, but even more to that point, I did not expect to actually see someone legit getting waterboarded with fondue. Like I was bag, I was fucking cracking yes, up. Yes, I, I like, forgot about that. I was that. like, this motherfucker is being interrogated for who he bought his cheese from. Um, what the fuck? They have him there. And, like, basically, if I could compare it to something else that maybe a lot of people have seen, would be Game of Thrones. Yeah. When Daenerys' brother gets the gold crown, like, poured on his head. Yes. Except if he was laying on his back and they poured it all over his face. It's his hot fondue. I was that shit, I forgot about that. But I remember watching it, and that was, like, the first scene I went, okay, I think I know what kind of movie this is going to be. This shit's, like, this thing's, like, enter the fist, like, ridiculous. Agreed. If, and I again, I will, I will join you in that. I think that at this point in the movie, if you're like John and I, if you're loving it, then you know you're gonna love this movie. Basically, like right now, at this point in the movie, you should know whether or not you're gonna like this movie. If you're still having doubts, this might not be the movie for you. I can, I 100% understand why people might not like this movie. You just kind of gotta have that sense of humor. And it's self-aware. You have to understand it's that it's self-aware. Those, like, it's intentionally ridiculous. It's intentionally ridiculous, but everybody plays it straight. Yes. And I know a lot of people don't like that kind of stuff. And I think, to me, that's what makes it funnier, is just how straight everybody... Everybody's playing it <laughs> as if it's Casper 100% serious and real. Like, But the... like, Dude, also, I wanted to say, uh, President Malley, Melly. Tell me he doesn't look like M. Bison from Street Fighter. Dude, he looks like so many people. Uh, he looks like Tom Brady. I thought he looks a little bit like <laughs> Tom Brady. My in wife his, brought up somebody else. His outfit he is like, what I, I meant. Like he, um, with the hat. Oh, he kind of oh, looked like oh, M. Yes, okay. Yeah. No, he also, also looked he, like uh, -wise, he looks Gaddafi. Like that guy was like, <laughs> was it Syria? I think yeah. he was the head of Syria. Yep. Yeah, Muammar Gaddafi. I yeah. thought he looked like him. Absolutely. But like yeah, and there's obvious like nods to him like being Nazis. They're like Swiss Nazis basically. Yeah, essentially. They want they want the pure they want the pure race, but you have to be lactose uh, well not La lactose intolerant. You have to be lactose intolerant or lack no. You have to just you have, you have to, to be, be lactose tolerant. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to be lactose <laughs> tolerant. There you go. But yeah, again, like as as far as the Hitler Hitler not Hitler Hitler Nazi Germany thing goes, instead of fucking making like super soldiers this dude's aiming to make a fucking super cheese yes. that shit is ridiculous again amazing though oh oh i'm not even near the mic <laughs> josh josh gonna be mad commander nor let's let's talk about since uh i let this other uh code. homies uh homies blunt it was like shaped like a like a block s 
Dude, I know. I thought it was hilarious when I saw your notes that we both made notes on the janky cigar. That thing was crooked as hell, man. But uh, when, but when we were talking off air uh, later in the movie, you didn't see it, but I right. noticed it watching. There was somebody in the crowd who also had like a blunt in their mouth, and it was just as jacked up as Commander Norris. I love how it's, it's a cigar, but you have to call it a blunt. It's a blunt, dog. You think Norris hitting the hitting the yeah. blues, blues in it? Yeah, before before he blows people's heads off. <laughs> he was actually a pretty funny character. He was a dick, but he was pretty funny. He was kind of heartless, which I thought was funny. He also has a very <laughs> a very fucked up scene that I just forgot about. Uh, he's a very kinky guy. I'm not even going to talk about that. Y'all have to see look, that when you I watch the movie. I can't look at hot dogs the same. That's all I'll say. <laughs> With Fair mustard. Enough. That's why That's why I don't put mustard on my hot dogs. Excuse me. Uh, also, we are talking about references. Mm-hmm. The one that made me laugh and just went, why? Who thought that we needed a quote from Malcolm in the Middle? <laughs> Yep. The the future. It's the classic. Mean the future is now, old man. I heard that. I went. What the fuck? Also, yeah. uh, I want to talk about the score. It had that like spaghetti western, like fist, like dollars trilogy kind of like twinge to it yeah. that I thought yeah. really added to it. Well, 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 hold on. First, before I talk about the score here, I just wanted to say that you were writing the whole like Malcolm in the Middle line. I did catch that, uh, but also there's some Starship Trooper love in there yeah, as well. Yeah, all yeah. the people, there's all the people that are saying, you know, I'm doing my part, you know, <laughs> yeah. so there was that like love for, uh, and actually that was in the script before Casper got hired for the role, so that, oh, nice. that worked out, but uh, in regards to what you said about the Western uh, score, no, I, I definitely dig that, uh, but uh, I, I really personally, to me, the thing that stood out to me was I really liked the training sequences and how like uh, Heidi was, her training, how it was like homages to the classic Shaw Brothers movies like it's funny because a lot of people see those training scenes and think of like Tarantino and Kill Bill but he was referencing the Shaw Brothers movies with his sequences so it all comes back to the Shaw Brothers and their influence on Kung Fu cinema and how like they're the stereotype of what you expect from like a warrior's training process I thought that that and the score as well because there's a lot of like western scores in those films and like you know so it all went hand in hand I loved that I also the other thing I thought about was 80s action movies be- with, oh, yeah. with, with the training scene because of those fucking montages like i that I, that was the first thing i thought of 80s yeah for sure yeah just just like you know like uh you know the rocky montage like <laughs> the training montage yeah i mean even south park may made fun of it in the skiing one <laughs> they're, they're like they're like if you got to do some train i think like the lyrics is something like if you got to do some training and you got to make it quick or something like that you're gonna need a montage <laughs> yeah. can i uh pass the lighter brother yeah. thank you Chia. um let me see let me get back to my notes here oh <laughs> goat peter's dad <laughs> yeah oh man that guy he just he was like he killed your son that he just, he's like, you want us to get these three old men? And like, they get me, he's like, let's go tear that motherfucker a new asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I was you, like, you, I like, that's you. I said, I've got line. the line in the movie. <laughs> I was like, what, 34 minutes in? You were like, no, no, it was farther than that, but you were like, yo, I got my, uh, I got the line in the movie. And I said, what's that? And you said, let's go tear that motherfucker a new asshole. And I started cracking up. And also, I want to say, is Heidi the new Ash? In a way, in a way. This girl has so many one-liners, and I laughed at them just as much as I would. <laughs> Anything coming at, coming from Ash and from Evil Dead. 
They're ridiculous. They were just so stupid. And the way she delivers them is just so perfect. I agree. I totally agree. It was perfect delivery. And that's what makes it funny is the delivery. The the joke can go flat just from how it's said, obviously. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) the neutralizer... His armor that was fucking badass, which I like how I like how when they put his name up there. Because before we see him get into like this fucking badass armor, yeah. Uh he's literally naturalizing citizens. He's there stamping papers, rejected. Yes. Rejected. <laughs> and then he they send him out and he's like, it just says the neutral and then dash Iser. And his armor is bad. I was expecting him to just be like a little bitch. Agreed. Like, and then he, he just being the bad mother. Up. He was he was big boss of the movie. Yeah, yeah he I was, guess uh, we're getting into some spoilers now. At this point. Yeah, no, his armor looked awesome with the like the bullhorns and everything, and his weaponry too. How like he just like he's like fucking arms shifted, and then he started having like uh, ball and chains yeah. as weapons for hands. You know, like yeah, pretty badass. It reminded me of that one dude. Which also later there's another scene. Yeah, we're in spoilers here, so boo, woo, woo. <laughs> this is at the gladiator part of the movie, too. Yeah. Like they fight him basically a Coliseum, which is where the guy had the fucked up blunt or yeah. cigar, if you will. <laughs> um but his armor even before that, I was like, Oh, this feels like that dude in Gladiator that Maximus fights in the tiger pit. And he has like that armor and he has to like stab him through the <sighs> yeah. helmet. Yep. That's kind of what he reminded me of and then they literally basically just had a fight in a coliseum which it's funny because i already said we're in the spoilers but with the french or they're trying to make that deal with the french and he's trying to like mind control them they have all these kinds of cheeses they're developing for different purposes like and uh so they're trying to mind mind control the french and like heidi's basically maximus because she's uh, it was everything but are you entertained like she cuts the dude. She cuts no the Joaquin Phoenix in the stands. Stabs the dude. Stabs the naturalizer in the balls. <laughs> Remember that. And then and then he gets decapitated. Yeah. Well, she thinks that cutting his nuts off will do the trick. I mean, that like, was a lot of blood. I don't know walks how it away. Did. Balls fall to the floor. She walks away thinking, "Oh, I won." Just pissed him off more. <laughs> what uh? Bro. I'm being real, being gonna be real for a minute. I'm fucking struggling. This grease gun hit me. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Let me see here. Yeah, that one. That was like the gladiator no, yeah, part it, of the movie. Yeah, the neutralizer looked really fucking cool, and the fight scene was really well done. Again, <coughs> like really well done. Like for like the first role from someone from this Alice Lucy, like and the choreography and the way the fight scene was done, like. I think that, you know, you could tell that it was low budget, but the editing job was really well done. It kept things, like, from looking sloppy and looking really tight and good. It, it was a and really well done. Yeah, it was a really well done fight scene. I was I was surprised. I want to know how much of the budget went to blood. Because I haven't... This was right after the fight uh, where she killed the neutralizer. I said, this is so bloody. It's yes, all my yes. notes said. Dude, it's wickedly gory. It's way gorier than I expected. I mean, you know, and if you're going to claim you're an exploitation film, you need to bring the blood. I, the kills were fantastic, and the practical effects are, were well done, man. Really well done. And uh, I'm sure we can just spitball here, but the last thing I had here on my notes mm-hmm. was, I want more of these films. <laughs> no, like, yeah, we talked about that earlier. I'm down. I want a, I want a sequel. And it's funny because... um. Uh, Alice Lucy actually said uh, that if there is a sequel, which she hopes there is, she said she wants the sequel to be like Terminator 2. She said everybody likes the first one, 
but everybody loves the second one. So she she said she has Terminator Two aspirations. That she was even referencing the Sarah Connor Chronicles the show. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, Terminator aspirations for uh, the uh, sequel. We'll have, we'll have to get her on here to talk about Man Heidi and, and Terminator. Yeah, let's just do a Terminator Two. Finally, we get to talk about Terminator <laughs> we'll Two with somebody. We'll have review Terminator Two. With <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Um, but uh, no, uh, so for me. I think that everyone involved with this movie had great success in capturing the ambitiousness of the story with a low budget without making it look low budget. I mean, it's just crazy that they, they made it look so good and it's so smooth. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's worth rewatching. It's worth owning. It captures the anesthetic of grindhouse exploitation movies. I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, eight out of ten for me. Yeah, I was uh, making the joke about I don't know where, where to rank this and I was making fun of... I got my wrestling reference in Dave Meltzer, old old Dave Dave <laughs> Meltzer, about the joke about if about if you don't know if it's that rating, you're debating kind of you almost just have to knock it down if you have to debate it. Like yeah. a, and that's where I'm at is with an eight, but I'm like, is it an eight, a seven point eight? I mean, this is eight too high? Yeah. I mean, but, enjoyability, enjoyment wise. Eight out of ten for me. Yeah, all right. You talk me into it. I'll bump it, <laughs> I'll bump it up to an even eight. I. Uh, it's funny. The movie wasn't even over, and I was like, I want to watch this again. And <laughs> know, it man, wasn't even over. I, and I still had like thirty-five minutes left, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch this again. I really. Uh, am I gonna put out the forty some dollars to get this physical copy? I think I might. I might. Ugh. But but you know it's funny because our screener copy that we were sent because maybe it doesn't come out till the end of the month. Um, it doesn't expire for like a, for like a couple of weeks. And I thought I might be back here. I might be back here watching you again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, sometimes uh, when we get some screeners, like I'm not saying they're bad quality, but they're not you know four K. Or they're usually you know 720 or 1080p mm. which i mean it's not bad at all but like this was crisp, crisp. like it this is one quality. of the crispest screeners we've had yeah yeah but uh agreed yeah I'm, I'm excited to watch it again and uh like i said at the end they kind of alluded to a sequel i can't yeah. remember the other person's name off the top oh of my yeah head. that's a good one I don't, I, I, oh that's a good one yeah you got me I did not think me. she I was going to make it. That. But it's it's uh it's kind of they did kind of like how Robert Rodriguez did with the uh, Machete movies and how like uh, Machete ended and it was like uh, Machete will return in Machete kills and in Machete kills again and you know so like Clara? they kind of was it Clara yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, Heidi and Clara is going to yeah, be yeah it was the, like Hi- Heidi and Clara will return. Heidi will return in Heidi and Clara yeah so and also. Uh, how I said I wanted a sequel. It was a total epic or, death scene, too, for just, a villain that, you know, deserved it. Yeah, I just ruined what I meant to say in reverse. But <laughs> what I said is I wanted to rewatch it. Also, I was thinking, like, damn, I want a sequel. But I'm like, what the fuck would a sequel be at this point? <laughs> I, I think it's good being left alone. But like I said, I, if, if you tell me tomorrow, hey, Bad Heidi 2 is happening, I'm like, all right, cool. I can't wait. <laughs> so. And if this is what Swiss exploitation is, I'm here for it. That was, <laughs> and shit was fun let this be the first of many yeah so uh yeah i don't really have anything else to say on that i don't know yeah
thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in uh i guess just like last week uh next week will be a mystery so uh make sure to follow us at high on horror 420 facebook instagram twitter tiktok uh send us your ppa questions at high on horror 420 at gmail.com um and uh, make sure to check out our website highonhorror.com see remember last week i flew right through this now i think i think what it is is it depends on the weed like like this week it slowed me back a little bit i had to think i had to think more where last week it sounds good though you're doing good thank you thank you i thought i'm like hey sounds pretty smooth but uh i guess that'll about wrap it up catch you later see you all next week